Hello and welcome back to the new arc, episode <laughs> nine. Episode nine, indeed. I've got a nod from Saffron. <laughs> Means I haven't lost count yet. <laughs> oh, until we get into the double digits, I reckon I can get it right. But yeah, episode nine we are at. And as usual, we're going to start with an announcement because we do have another result that's coming. Which this one's is the this? result for ants. Ants, okay, so wow. I think way back, yep. five entire episodes yep. to ants. How do you think the ants got along? I think the ants. God. Oh, thing is there's bias no ants made it i think ants made it they're little Ooh. so you've been a hundred percent in your predictions thus far except for and the cats ants. oh you've got cats wrong yeah that's, that's right okay so ants drum roll please are definitely not making it on you've uh, lost oh uh, no okay okay so what is going to be abandoned left the coming apocalypse to drown horribly with the rest of us. <laughs> so so is it oh, no. four episodes, two two animals on, two animals off? Is that Exactly. Dead even. Mm. Dead heat thus okay, far. Okay, that's good. That's so good. It's, it's it's a tough contest, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not I'm not upset about the ants. Like with the cats I was distraught. With the ants, I, I'll take it on mm. the chin. It's okay. No recount. Like I'm okay they, with it. And they lost quite heavily. Oh. So that's <laughs> recount is going to help you. <laughs> well, well, elephants won heavily, so it's, it's counterbalanced. But yeah, I, I don't think there, there's much wiggle room there for you. Okay. You're I'm definitely okay. going to get a win next week. Because we've got dolphins. Yes. We're going to be announcing dolphins yeah, next. That's in the bag. I will personally eat my hat if dolphins don't make it <laughs> on. And that is a campaigning strategy. Because now people are going to vote against yeah. dolphins. Even though it's probably yeah. too late now. But I, I, I vote against dolphins. I guarantee you I'll eat my hat. Not great podcast material. But there you go. I wonder what percentage of influence that our compelling well-researched arguments have on the outcome versus just the animal <laughs> name itself and the pre whatever the pre suppositions that people put on them you know what i mean i can answer that question for you right zero <laughs> zero influence whatsoever I'm, I'm pretty confident of that I mean, I don't think the point of it is to convince everyone. But I quite enjoy trying. Okay, okay, okay. I do have a different strategy for this episode, though. Okay. So this episode, we're arguing about kangaroos. Yeah. And I've been reflecting on the Christmas spirit. Okay. So we're recording this on the 20th of December. Yeah. The, the, the week of Christmas. Yeah. Christmas is five days away. And... I've had an epiphany. So obviously Christmas is a time to be with family. It's a time of giving, of generosity and of honesty, I think, as well. Because if you're not honest with your family, yeah. with everyone you're around, that's, that's where the conflict arises. Yeah. And I've got a confession to make, okay? okay? Because I don't think I've been hard enough on the animals so far. <laughs> I think I've been giving them too good a time. So, starting this episode, I'm going to be arguing full out for a war against kangaroos. Not only not letting them on the ark, we're going full out extermination of kangaroos. Full stop. That's is, not is the place I'm going to be arguing from. That's not very yeah. Christmas spirity, mate. It is. Like, that, that, that's how the total aggression that's how Christmas emerged. <laughs> Christmas emerged from genocide. Jesus dying horribly. Christian religion surges. We got lots of martyrs who martyred themselves so that 
we can give each other presents and eat Christmas cake. Okay. But it's, it's about killing lots of people for a worthy cause, and kangaroos can suffer along with the rest of us. Okay. All right. We'll we'll see. There you we'll go. see. Uh, I, however, take a different view, and um, you know, <laughs> I think the Christmas spirit would be to allow any and all animals seeking shelter um, onto the ark. You know, uh, there's room for everyone at the end. Um, you know, that's what that's what Jesus would have wanted. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but I don't think they'd even found kangaroos for the OG Noah's Ark. I mean, Australia wasn't discovered by the Western world at that point. So I think the the spirit of Christianity would be to disallow kangaroos because they weren't on the original ark. Nah, I don't. I don't think that logic flies. Because, but then, because then we become uh, redundant. Because all we need is somebody to go through the ledger of the original ark and just onboard all of those animals. So for Earth, for Earth, for Ark 2.0 to be a thing, um, you know we. We can't just mimic Arc 1.0. You know, we can give, we can do a tip of the hat, a nod to Noah and the OGs, but we have a responsibility, you and I, to do this properly, fresh. Given all of the knowledge, given that we've now discovered Australia and kangaroos, they deserve their eventually. Yeah, they deserve their fair trial. And that's what this is about. Very noble of you. And this Very noble. Although we have already established that what we're doing is completely pointless <laughs> and that we serve no purpose. I, I like where you're coming from. In, in which Christmas spirit, I will yep. raise you my first point. Okay. In, in the war against kangaroos, it comes down to kangaroos being an absolute menace, specifically to cars. So, I mean, I'm not sure how much you know about this. I, of course, am Australian. Mm -hmm. I learned to drive over there. And kangaroos are a huge road threat to drivers. There's a headline from Cosmos I came across there. Apparently the deadliest animal menace to drivers on the nation's roads. So, I mean, that, that's pretty damning stuff. Did you know a wallaby, so that's like a small kangaroo, mm -hmm. was arrested for drink driving quite recently? Tell, t talk me through this. How, how, whose car was it? Was it manual? It was or a wallaby's car. Right. I, I don't know whether it was manual or automatic. <laughs> but what you do need to know for this is that the Australian national rugby team are called the Wallabies. Yeah. Uh, go, their players are also the Wallabies. Gotcha. And, okay. And, All right. But a wallaby was arrested for drink driving, right. which is the main point. Right. The Australian rugby team is not allowed on the arc. That's fine. But kangaroos. The actual animals are. I didn't know this though. So, have you heard about self-driving cars? Because apparently, self-driving cars don't recognise kangaroos. Full stop. So, you, so you know they're programmed to recognise yeah. mooses or meese, whatever you call them, and uh, other animals you get on the road: deer, alligators, dolphins, yeah. things like that. Yeah, humans as well. <laughs> humans as yeah. well sometimes if, if you're lucky but it's i think it's mostly because of the hopping so because mm -hmm. the the way self-driving cars work is they focus at sort of where animal meets ground mm -hmm. to judge the size of the animal mm -hmm. so how, how close it is to the car literally how far along the road it is mm -hmm. uh, where it's where its feet are touching the ground but because kangaroos are hopping then it looks like when they're at the top of their hop, they're a long way further away. They're 
miles down the road because mm. that's the, the level their feet are at and when they're at the bottom of their road suddenly they're super close to the car so that's a huge huge hazard mm. and given that uh, 2.0 is going to be a technologically advanced one we've already established we're doing post-mortem crocodile surgeries and goodness knows what else i think we are going to have self-driving cars and kangaroos are, are simply not compatible with that it's like pigeons we talked about pigeons last episode pigeons mobile phone towers you can't have both kangaroos cars they just don't go together well i think you know two things so given our technologically advanced civilization of earth 2.0 i think you know this is just a problem that's going to be solved sooner or later it just needs advanced um whatever advanced radar and advanced whatever technology that's used so it's, it's great it'll give the engineers something to chew on like you know they'll appreciate that keep them busy so that's I, I think that's something that we can overcome for sure uh but then secondly i think something that we should um really think about given you know our sort of environmentally friendly nature of earth 2.0 obviously we've learned our lesson with earth 1.0 right don't want to repeat the same mistakes so the question here is really do we really need cars or could we just cycle everywhere could we walk could we or ride elephants yeah whatever whatever zero emissions or dolphins yeah yeah or foxes <laughs> maybe not foxes but like what zero emissions right so um you know one could argue that we ditch the cars and we give the kangaroos or we find a way for the two to coexist and i think they're both valid and i think we can get there that's very politically correct of you well done i i think we need more politicians like you in the times of covid so everyone can win the, 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 we don't need the, to the pick bar, sides the buy so low at the moment that anyone's going to look good <laughs> oh god okay so so you think we can come to some sort of compromise with kangaroos and cars I think we so. might not even have cars we might be riding dolphins yeah Yeah. If you can guarantee we're riding dolphins, I will settle for that. Well, we but, we have yet to find out if dolphins made it, but if they did, I I'm taking that for granted. <laughs> honestly. Pending my eating my hat, right. dolphins are almost certainly have made it in. But there are many other reasons why kangaroos are menaces, one of which is that they're drug addicts. So have you heard of this? There's it's come up occasionally in the news over the past few years. Australian news. So. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, mostly. <laughs> but, but this is mostly uh, wallabies in Tasmania, so South Australia, little island bit uh looks like the sort of crumb island splitting mm -hmm. off from Australia. And there the the wallabies the small kangaroos are getting stoned and making crop circles. <laughs> okay. So they're raiding opium fields which are used to produce legal morphine drugs uh, and they're eating the opium plants and they are bouncing round and round and round and round and making crop circles. So they're confusing people trying to find aliens and they're killing these crops for the nice opium farmers and they are gen generally creating havoc wherever they go okay i'm i'm still well the crop circles wonderful bit of creativity ingenuity uh you know gives people they take a huge amount of ingenuity yeah and it you know it gives the you know uh, the folks that are into that things to do keeps them busy at the weekend um free activity gets okay. out in nature so you know on balance it's probably a net positive um and the 
opium stuff, well, you know, it's it's a naturally growing plant, and though we would like to patent things and kind of take it, you know, and and like use it in a very selfish way for profit, but it, it's it's a naturally occurring plant, and as such, one could argue that the wallabies have just as every right to access this plant as do humans. We don't know what uh, kind of trauma that they have been through. Um, you know, so so maybe it's for therapeutic reasons. You know, the fact that you've nah. conflated that with like, you know, drug addict, which is kind of, kind of a, um, you know, derogatory negative term. Uh, you know, I don't think that's fair. You know, uh, so what you're saying is all of these wallabies are trained doctors and nurses no, who've no. come from clinics and hospitals which are short of medical supplies, so they're legally harvesting the, this opium for morphine uh, and they're not addicts at all. They're well, not doing it for the highs, they're doing it to, to help others. Well, it's addictive, but that's you know, that's not their fault. Uh, they're doing it because, you know, they feel they need it. Sorry, who, whose fault is it? What, what, what do you mean? Who's, God's? There's, there's nobody's... It's not about finger-pointing and blaming and... You know, yes, it is. That, that's entirely what it's about. That's the entire point of the new arc, is to point fingers at animals, saying, this animal is crap, this animal is less crap, it can come on board. Yeah, but Sorry, that's the entire point. Well, I disagree. Hence the reason why I think all of them should come on board, because they're all wonderful in their own unique way. And that oh. is the whole purpose of Earth 2.0, to have the diversity. So, uh, you know, regardless of the animal, I will be here every week arguing <laughs> for them to come on board. Um, I don't want to discriminate. You know, that's just mm. the, the nice guy that I am. Go on, Saf. What animal do you like least? What animal do you really hate? I, I don't hate any animal. Because, you Come know... On, we're going to get to it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe mosquitoes. Not a fan. Mosquitoes. Okay. That, that one's in the bank. I'm going to bring that up future day and win that one. Yeah. Well, I, I still, Just, I, I still feel good with myself. I, I still mm. think they should come on board the Ark. Just because oh. I dislike them, that's by the by. It's like one of my favorite quotes. What was it? It was like, um, oh man, I wish I remember the name. It's the guy who was saying um, something along the lines of, even if I disagree with what you're saying, I will like fight to the death for your ability to say it you know you know the one i'm talking about right the freedom of speech mm. one yeah. yeah yeah it's like that with the animals so even though i don't like mosquitoes personally based on what they've done to me <laughs> having grown up in sri lanka <laughs> but i will still argue for their right to exist very nice but if, if we're going to take personal stance on things, then I personally have been attacked by a kangaroo. Wow, okay. Do tell us the story. That they are a aggressive, menacing beasts. There are lots of stories of them attacking people in the media. I mean, I, I may have contributed to yeah, it well, attacking me in a small way, trying to feed it a stick. But... well. well. <laughs> that, that brings me very nicely to one of the points uh, that came up in my research, which is I was trying to understand the nature of a kangaroo. And from what I from what I understood, they are very placid animals. That is their nature. But like all yeah, right. but like all wild animals, they will become aggressive when provoked, i.e. with a stick or when their life is threatened. So you, your, your story very clearly illustrates this point. And it also goes to show that all of these misunderstood stories is only one side of the story. Obviously, the kangaroo cannot speak English or defend itself. So you've got all these humans provoking 
the kangaroo. The kangaroo gets pissed off and attacks the human. Then the human goes and shares their single-sided story to the media. The kangaroos get portrayed in a negative light. And I am here to defend them. And my research shows that they are very placid by nature. There you go. Very noble of you. They do are do all... you know what my research shows? Right. My research shows that they hate golfers. Because I did pull up a, a list of these headlines. And right. About, well, most of them seem to happen on golf courses. Mm-hmm. The, the general story goes, golfer is minding their own business. Kangaroo mm. jumps out of bush near golf course. Kangaroo beats up golfer. I read one very colourful one where the kangaroo knocked him down and then bounced on him. Okay. Which I imagine is the way I would fight if I were a kangaroo. I'd just knock him out and then jump up and down on him, wind him, etc. But yeah, I mean, I think they've just got a vendetta against golfers more than anything. It doesn't, the story doesn't add up. It, it feels as though the golfers have. Um, intentionally left out a beginning chapter which is where they're whacking these balls that are rock hard all over the shop and either it hit the kangaroo or it hit one of his family members and they were provoked they weren't just you know bullying golfers this is self-defense you know, this is these are the freedom fighting no, kangaroos. What you're saying is this is war. This is war that the kangaroos are willingly participating in. We are already at war with kangaroos. Ergo, I have won this argument already. Already. Golf is non-essential. We do not need to play golf in the kangaroos' habitat. They are just minding their own business. I imagine they'd be quite good at it. Kangaroos. Kangaroos playing golf. What do you think? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we can create like a kangaroo golf course on Earth 2.0 and stream it on YouTube for additional revenue. And everyone who tries to take part in that golf course will get severely beaten up. No, no, it's not. It's only for kangaroos. It, it's for kangaroos, is it? Okay. Yeah. No, no, oh, very no, nice, very nice. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I reckon they could play golf. I reckon that's one sport they they do well at. And hurdling. And, box, and, bo- hurdling. and boxing. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll give you boxing as well. Boxing they could do. Mm. Uh, I don't think they'd win boxing. Uh, they, they'd win hurdling. Mm-hmm. Long jump? Uh, they'd win long jump. Which could... Long jump. Uh, I reckon something like a, a brown bear would still beat up a kangaroo pretty effectively. In boxing. Hmm. What about long jump? Well, actually, what kangaroos do is a lot of wrestling. Mm. The, the boxing is more for show. So what they do is they flex their biceps a lot to, to impress the girls. And then they wrestle each other. Okay. And obviously, that, that's where the tail comes in handy. Because it balances mm. them. It means they can kick and punch, use all four legs, whilst they're effectively standing on their tail. Mm. That's so it's, it's, it's quite impressive. That's very impressive. We need that kind of spectacle on Earth 2.0. Obviously, the, the converse side of that is it means they're incredibly effective at beating people up. Well, well, there's no need to to fight them. Is that? If we, you, we can if, all be friends. If, if you don't provoke them, they're very placid. We ban cars, ban golfing, and give them plenty of opium. They will be perfectly placid. There we go. I love the strategy. Do you do you know the other thing I found in the course of researching? So if you think back, was it two, three episodes now to crocodiles? Mm-hmm. And I told you how I was, was going to become the next Steve Irwin mm-hmm. by putting a rubber band yes. around the crocodile's yeah. snouts. So obviously when you do that, they can't open it genius way to take down a crocodile do you want to know what the equivalent is for a kangaroo to take them down how do you reckon you take down a kangaroo without having to box it or wrestle it no idea you lift up its tail 
Yeah, so you, you sneak you, up from behind, <laughs> like for the crocodile, you just lift up its tail, and when you do that, they cannot hop. They, they can't hop away, they can't hop around. So because, if you think about it, how a kangaroo's hopping works is initially they push off with their tail, and then they can start bouncing with their legs. Oh, so without that right. initial thrust, it's like a starting block for a sprinter. Yeah. So without that, it'd be ridiculous. They really struggle to, to get going. Uh, so yeah, if you do that, they're, they're handicapped. They can't turn around and punch you in the face as easily. Yeah. But Although if you do get hit with their tail by missing it, yes. crap, you get a broken leg. Yeah. They'll swing around and whack you. So it's a slightly hazardous technique, mm-hmm. but potentially I could take down a kangaroo. Uh, again, I'm just I, thinking I, I, ahead for when we're at war. Again, I would so. love to. I would love to see that. Um, you would. Okay. Yeah, I, I think you know. Alongside the podcast, we should do like a docu series of Elliot takes on, <laughs> uh, and then we've got episode one and two in the bag. Kangaroo and and and, 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 and crocodiles, and it's brilliant because the next time you just go back home. Like, we don't even need to, like, travel or, like, like next time you just go home, mm-hmm. they're both there. Like, in your backyard. Yeah. Uh, selfie cam, you know, keep it raw. Uh, we can do that, man. Very nice, very nice. It can be like a grudge match. I'll take down the kangaroo, then feed it a stick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Duff we... you. <laughs> Duff you. Very nice. Okay, one of my main beefs with kangaroos then, which I want to raise with you, right, is they seem to take an inordinate amount of pleasure in sowing chaos and confusion. You heard the famous story of good old Captain Cook and the how the kangaroo got its name. Captain Cook? Oh, sorry, dude. I was thinking of Captain He's Hook. He's the guy from, who found from Australia. Pe- from Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah, well. Almost as close as Neverland. Yeah, there's a crocodile in that one. Harder to fly. But no kangaroo. But there is a crocodile. <laughs> but, but they don't use the rubber band technique. <laughs> Again, I could be Peter Pan. Peter Pan and Steve Irwin wrapped up in one. That would absolutely take down television mm. so okay, okay. so the captain story goes cook. yeah captain cook. cook sails up to australia yeah he meets the aboriginal people they say hi and off in the distance he sees this funny thing yeah which looks like a, a big hopping rabbit stands on two legs skankaroo and he asks the aboriginal people what's that mm-hmm and the Aboriginal people say "hangaroo," mm-hmm. which means I don't understand you. <laughs> Obviously, because they're talking English and the Aboriginal people don't speak English. They've got 700 something languages of their own. Uh, go. The animal comes to be known as kangaroo. That's brilliant. I did everyone not, lives happily ever after. I did not know that. So here's a question for you. A bit of history knowledge i suppose was captain cook and his pals well i don't even want to ask it because i think it's the answer is pretty obvious i suppose but were they nicer than columbus and his pals when they found the new land captain cook and his pals were quite nice it was when the the first fleet arrived when they started colonizing Ah, around sydney obviously then you get into lots of conflict obviously there has been quite a lot of uh, shit thrown at the, the kangaroo story. Uh, yeah. Most people believe it's utter crap. Right. Uh, <laughs> what is probably more accurate is that kangaroo meant kangaroo for one of the Aboriginal languages. And then actually what happened is with well, the other Aboriginal tribes speaking different languages heard the European settlers uh, calling this animal kangaroo. They just assumed it meant some old animal, I don't know what it is. And they started using it for the settlers' horses. So right. kangaroo also meant horse then. Even more confusing. Gotcha. But yeah, I mean, okay, okay. they just seem to take 
such pleasure in confusing people. Right. Well, a little fun fact that I found out, which I think is, you know, fits in very nicely with um, what you were just talking about, is that, you know, regardless of what they're called, the kangaroo is of massive cultural and spiritual significance to Aboriginal people across Australia. I did not know that. And on that basis alone, I think, you know, they deserve a spot on the ark because A, we don't want to offend the Aboriginal folk. Uh, you know, there's, you know, this, this is kind of like reparations, you know, like we're going to make up for all the, all the stuff that we've done by saying, you know what, we will protect the kangaroo that is of such cultural and spiritual significance. Um, and, and also to Australia, like it's on everything, right? Like stamps, coins, um, the money, the flat, not the no, not the flag, the national team. It's on the coat of arms. Yes, the coat, the coat of arms. Yes, the coat of arms. And famously, the, the reason for that is that kangaroos supposedly couldn't walk backwards. Same thing with emus. Again, that's an utter myth. Right. So, <laughs> kangaroos are just spouting shit about themselves and people keep repeating it. Right. But, I mean, have you heard of phantom kangaroos? So, kangaroos don't only have significance in Australia. They've been supposedly popping up all around the world so they've been in japan in new zealand <laughs> in the uk and the us and france and th there's an entire wikipedia article about this phantom kangaroos so google right. it okay but th these are where local people supposedly are see kangaroos or kangaroo footprints they aren't literally the new bigfoot that's what their scientific name means macropodes bigfoot so after so these they people who are sighting the phantom kangaroos, have they been at the opium fields as well? <laughs> quite, quite possibly. So there's some evidence for there being wallabies in, I think, South France. Okay. But, I mean, all the other ones are bollocks. Okay. Po there's small chance they could be escaped zoo animals, but right, there, there okay. are so many of these sightings that you cannot attribute them all to causes like that. So, same as the Yeti, same as Bigfoot. Mm. They can't all be real animals. Mm. Wait well, till we argue where big, Bigfoot gets on the ark. Oh, for sure. But yeah, that's for another episode. For sure. Yeah. Um, but okay, so kangaroos super spiritually culturally significant to both australia australians aboriginal people um yeah man like that sounds like a pretty solid uh reason to bring them on board we don't want to offend you know an entire country insult them uh you know they're also ten they're also a nation that are very good at sports so i wouldn't want to piss them off um so yeah man i think they're they're coming also, a fun They're fact. very good at cheating at sports, I think, Australia. Wow. Yeah, they're, 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 yeah, they are. Well, I still think even with that, still credit where credit's due, because obviously Sri Lanka and Australia have a very long cricketing um, rivalry. Mm. So, so, you know, as much as I'd like to jump on that um, bandwagon, I just think for the the population size, like what they've managed to pull off uh, in terms of like the range of sport, it's pretty, pretty impressive. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. New, New Zealand do it as well. They're even smaller. Yeah, but they, they, they do it, but it's much more condensed. Like they do it at very specific sports, like rugby, obviously, cricket, but like they don't have the range that Australia does, you know? What else does Australia play? Well, they produce really good tennis players. They do well at the Olympics, which is like freaking everything. Um, I think they've got a lot more range. They, they do well at the Olympics because they swimming. go swimming. Yeah. I don't think they exhibit a huge range in the Olympics, <laughs> to be fair. But they're, they're, they're good at what they're good at. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I mean, they're, they're like the, the US. They invent their own sports to be good at. AFL. Yes. League yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that, that never that caught on, though. Outside of Australia. 
<laughs> oh, it, it caught on in Australia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like nobody plays American football, so. Yeah, true, true, true. It's just there to add confusion, like I, kangaroos. Well, I need to add one little fact that I found, which I thought was brilliant. I didn't know this, I think it's fantastic. And I'm sure you know, uh, given your animal knowledge, but a group of kangaroos, what is it called? It's called a mob. Brilliant. And a male yeah. a male is a boomer and a female is a yep. jill. Takes a whole... Group... Uh, I thought it's called a flyer. Female's called a flyer. Female is a it? jill, apparently. Um, but there could be multiple names, right? Um, mm-hmm. But this, you know, takes OK Boomer to a whole different, uh, whole different uh, level. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. I might be arguing against. There's an Australian myself. Christmas song to, to link kangaroos and the time of year we're recording this. But it's Seven White Boomers, and ah. I can't sing it and shall <laughs> attempt. But look it up. Okay, okay. Seven white boomers, something, something, something. That's what I'm saying too. That was quite interesting, I thought. Because um, that's, that's one I of the things that I... think it's a poor I... replacement for reindeer. What's reindeer? Poor replacement for reindeer, kangaroos. I oh. think if we're going to go on the Christmas grounds, I'd rather take reindeer than, no, we than take, kangaroos. No, we, we take both. You think they're, they're different? Uh, I mean, they're different enough. Like a reindeer is more like a deer. They, you know, because they're very different looking and very different. I, I so want to start arguing with you that reindeers and kangaroos are the same thing. They are not. I feel that'd be too large a tangent to go down. Yes, they're not the same thing. It's like saying, oh. I, I just got imagine if Santa had a, a, a sleigh piloted by kangaroos, be out of chaos. Exactly. Have you heard of Skippy the bush kangaroo? Mm. Testament, you Australian. I've, I've heard of the name, but I just think it's just a generic kangaroo name. Ah, it's very, very famous TV show. Very Australian TV show yeah. for kids. Right. That was on about 50 years ago. And big part of culture. Yeah. But yeah, obviously it's about a kangaroo, bush yeah. kangaroo, called Skippy. Right. And <laughs> on set when they were trying to do it, they literally had several dozen of these kangaroos. Yeah. Skippy stand-ins. Because yeah. you can't train kangaroos. They're unteachable. Right. So, I mean, don't don't, don't have kangaroos. Sim- simple solution. Here's a question don't have for kangaroos. you. Was Skippy friend or foe? He was made out to be a friend and a foe to everyone who worked with him. Well, that, that's, that's all we need to know, because any Australian voters, having been influenced by the show Skippy, are just not going to listen to our arguments. They're just going to vote yes. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I, this is just like a pre, pre-poll. So that's good to know. I, I think it's an old, older generation now. I, I think we're uh, past Skippy's prime days. Right. Uh, it's, it's quite a select audience nowadays. Right. But so we, kangaroos so... have somewhat of a dubious reputation now. Really? Obviously, they're, they're verging on being pests in Australia, no matter how proud we are of them. You know, there are 25 million kangaroos in Australia. So it's substantially more than there were when it was settled. Okay. They've absolutely boomed since mm-hmm. it was colonised. Mm-hmm. Excuse the excellent kangaroo pun there. Yeah. Which you yeah. failed to, to appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to do your weekly accusation about them being an infomaniac. Is this the segue into that argument? Well, all I'm going to say is, is they've got getting three a bit vaginas old. and two wombs. Three vaginas, two wombs. That's taking it too far. Okay fault is it whose fault is it gods <laughs> if, if you have to lay the blame at someone's feet yes but not theirs uh, you you've gone very anti-christian for this episode in, in the christmas time of year well we're, we're ignoring 
God's commandments with regards to the original Ark. We're ignoring God's creations in the three vagina, two womb kangaroo. Well, we're not. I'm accepting it. You're you're criticizing you're it. it. Okay. You know where I'm saying, well, it's all it's all great. It's all it's all as it should be. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not that. Do, do you know they smell like curry? So there are two famous facts about kangaroos. They've got three vaginas and they smell like curry. I like curry, Which, mate. I, I don't much like the smell of curry. I like to eat curry, but yeah. have you smelt curry? I have. I think you, it's quite a different experience. No, you, you smell it before you eat it. Like, it's, it's, it's a joint experience. Um, and it's fine, like... Oh, it's so, one of those rank smells. It's like off milk. It's not... No, I think it's different. Curry, mm. like, maybe you have a good curry. Like, I, 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 I grew up around curry in Sri Lanka. Curry's fine, man. I think it's kind of racist you grew up to say. Curry, I grew up around kangaroos. Well, there we go. So you know, together, like all the smells, and you know, as long as you don't provoke them, uh, as you once mm. did in your youth. Um, hopefully, you've matured now as an adult. Um, they'll be fine. So we can bring them on board. They'll be absolutely fine. Okay. Okay. We're going to respect the kangaroos. Well, I've got a test for you mm-hmm. to, to test how much you would genuinely respect these kangaroos. Mm-hmm. And to prove my earlier point of them sowing chaos and confusion, this is a game called Kangaroo or Not a Kangaroo. I'm still working on the title. Okay? Right, okay. <laughs> this, this is how it works. I'm going to say a word. It's either a kangaroo or macropod, kangaroo family, or it's just an Australian word, okay? You have to tell me which is which. Okay. Exciting, isn't it? We haven't gone for the for the live game show <laughs> feel on the podcast today, okay? Yeah, Your good. first word is drongo. Is a drongo a kangaroo? Yes. Nah. Drongo is a stupid person. Oh. Uh, okay? Okay. You're on zero for one. I'm going to have to keep a tally. <laughs> zero for one. Your second word is... Euro. Is a Euro kangaroo. Yes. It is. Score. <laughs> one all. Your third word is galah. Is a galah a kangaroo? No. It isn't correct. <laughs> You're doing quite well. <laughs> Your third word is larrikin. Is a larrikin a kangaroo? Absolutely. No, a larrikin is a fool, quite appropriately. You know, two walls. Yep. How, how far are we going to go? Well, I reckon five, first five, to five. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Don't worry, you won't get bored of this game. It's infinite variety. Your fifth word is monjon. Is a monjon. A kangaroo. No. It is a kangaroo. You've lost your form. It's going to be quite good if you keep on losing. <laughs> your thick words is dingizo. Is a dingizo a kangaroo? Yes, that one is a kangaroo as well. Uh, 4-2 to me. You're going to lose quite soon. It's, it is a Nabalek, a kangaroo. Yes. Oh, you realise my pattern. <laughs> yes, it is a kangaroo. 4-3, tense. Is... An esky, a kangaroo. 
No. Ooh, match point. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Last word is a woolamaloo, a kangaroo. Oh, you <laughs> lost on the last oh. hurdle. My my favourite word, Willamaloo. It's a place in Sydney. Right, okay. Willamaloo, best word ever invented. But you have lost and thereby conceded it effect. <laughs> well, probably should have specified the rules before we started. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Kangaroos sowing confusion everywhere they go. As is Willamaloo. I didn't even get to Padmelon and Bludger and Wakunavo. <laughs> I've got a big long list. <laughs> it is genuinely confusing though, because there are so many different words for kangaroos. Kangaroo-like animals. Right. Most so, Australians would have failed that game, to be right. fair. Right. So, so are all of those names for the same kangaroo or are they like variations is it so subtle? there are 50 species of of wow. kangaroo family and yeah all of those which i said were kangaroos were macropods mm. like their family but it's like so two years ago i was doing some rescue work in france caring for raptors and i was quite new to the french language and absolutely befuddled by the fact that they got nine different words for the word owl so the word owl mm. in French is nine different variants. They all mean owl. Mm -hmm. Wow. But same for kangaroo species. Okay. They call it kutka, padmelon, or gopsis, dingizo, mabalek. They must be, this must be going back to their cultural and spiritual significance because if, you know, an animal or a thing was irrelevant not you know not of any significance you wouldn't bother with all those names you just have like a name whereas i think if you so so i'm, I'm going to assume that owls have some kind of significance in french culture really? i think english language is just mucked up french equally i mean have do you know the word erinaceous one of my favorite words Erinaceous means resembling a hedgehog. Why on earth would you need a word for that? <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't, because you could just say resembling a hedgehog. It's, 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 no, you get my point. Having lots of words to mean kangaroo doesn't mean we need lots of words to mean kangaroo. Doesn't mean they're significant, mm. necessarily. I, I think what it does come back to is 700 Aboriginal languages mm. with words for kangaroo, some of which have found their way into English. Yeah. But but I still think, you know, maybe it points to the fact that there is some, some significance there. Mm. I think we shouldn't discount it based on uh, linguistics. Ooh, there you go. I have, I'm going to say two more major points for you. The first is that kangaroos are, are just really indecisive. Right. Which doesn't set a, a great moral edifice of character, which has been the focus of ours, trying to head into a 2.0, mm -hmm. making sure we've got great, hard-working, upstanding animals like dolphins, which only sleep for two hours a day mm -hmm. with half their brain. So kangaroos evolved from tree-dwelling animals, and a good number of them evolved to go into the ground, hop around and then they've gone back into the trees so i mean i i'm a very decisive person i, I like being straight to the point mm -hmm. i like arguing pro a war with kangaroos and i find that if a, a kangaroo can't decide whether it's going to live in the trees or on the ground or in the air or in the sea then that just shows a a complex and a flawed character for, for the species they don't know what they are they're, they're such confusing animals are they tree dwelling they confuse themselves are they tree dwelling right now yeah there are lots of tree kangaroos 
Okay. You get some in Australia. You get more in Papua New Guinea. Okay. So there's a certain, t- but but they don't. But it's different. The tree-dwelling kangaroos in Papua New Guinea stick to the trees, and then the land-dwelling mm-hmm. kangaroos in Australia stick to the ground. So you can't. But why do you evolve down from a tree onto the land, then back into the tree? Uh, kangaroos work in mysterious ways. <laughs> That's choice quote. Let's go for the new art thus far. Kangaroos work in mysterious ways. They do. Um, you know, just because we can't, you know, just because we can't figure it out. And also, come on, man, like, think about it. Humans, you've got, you know, we came out of the ocean, one could argue, like, way way back in the day and now we're on land and if you look around and if you cherry pick there's a community of people that still kind of live in the water they like um you know live on you know kind of like water tree house type things and they're constantly in the water they do a lot of fishing uh, i watched it in a nature documentary so i can see your face but um they, it is a I, thing it's in asia they live near the water on I the, think living in the, the water, slight exaggeration. On the water and very much in the water, um, one with the water in terms of their lifestyle. Uh, and then we have, you know, tree-dwelling folks too, people who, you know, um, so like it, it's, it, you could, there are going to be uh, cohorts of people that choose different lifestyles and we're not questioning the evolution of man. Um, similarly, the kangaroos, you got the tree kangaroos doing their thing, it's fine. And then you got the land kangaroos, that's fine. Like, we don't need to question evolution. It's just a lifestyle choice, mate. It's an interesting point of controversy in terms of how do you define where an animal or person's home is? Because I would say it's where they sleep. So sloths come down from trees, walk along the ground, poo a bit, and then go back into the trees to sleep. Right. Uh, swallows sleep in, in the skies so that they s- sleep on the wing. They are truly beasts of the air. That's their home. Mm-hmm. But I think since those people who live near water don't sleep in the water, that the water isn't their home. Mm. And the tree kangaroos definitely sleep, sleep in the trees. Mm. How big are these tree kangaroos? Uh, they're they're wallaby size. So a wallaby's about a third of a kangaroo, and a tree kangaroo's sort of wallaby size. Okay. Hmm. I'm not sure what fraction's the best way to describe it, but yeah, mm. a third of a kangaroo. Then you get really small ones, quokkas and padmelons. They're about a fifth of a kangaroo. Quokkas are brilliant. I found it's the, for the first time ever. I came across the cutest quokka video on Facebook the other day. Couldn't get over it. It was just adorable. I want one of the I would be tempted to concede quokkas as a small subset of kangaroos to make it on board the Ark. Similar point to their pocket foxes. Quokkas are very Instagrammable social yeah. media posts, selfie yeah. ball. I think kangaroos Famously. are too. I think I, I think there are there are no kangaroos are ugly. No, but they're a tourist pool. They really they're like are. a tourist attraction. Uh, they're unique. Oh no, no, no. If, if I were in Australia, which I haven't been yet, but I hope to one day go, I'd definitely be up for going to check out the kangaroos. Yeah, I think most tourists are disappointed by kangaroos. Less disappointed than they are by koalas, which ostensibly actually complete rip-offs. They, they sit in trees all day doing nothing. But on that scale, they're, they're closer to koalas than some of the great Aussie wildlife okay. people actually want to see. Okay. Well, we'll have to agree so to people disagree. People are excited to see sharks, for example. They're excited to see sharks. They're not excited to see kangaroos. They're excited to see crocodiles. No, I'd be, I'd be excited to see a kangaroo, for sure. Would you? Yeah. Would you? Yeah. About a second. 
second you'd be excited for, then you'd be quite bored. I, th- I think you've got some personal vendetta given your encounter with an angry kangaroo that you provoked. And you're bringing that negativity uh, or you're, 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 you're bringing that upon all kangaroos, you know? Mm-hmm. But, but what about this? So the, the babies of most animals are quite cute, mm-hmm. okay? The, the babies of kangaroos are effectively maggots. Mm-hmm. I think if you have a species which can't even be cute when it's small and cuddly, then there you have a species which is truly ugly. So famously, baby kangaroos exit the, the womb when they're small as a grain of rice. Yeah. They're tiny white. Yeah. Wiggly things. Yeah, they, they, they... but they become, but they become Yuck. cute. But they, yeah, at that moment in time, yes, they are like a little earthworm-looking thing. But, but a baby kangaroo, like once that grows up, it becomes cute. Like when it's just hanging out in oh, the. But pouch. you don't get points then. Yeah, because it's hiding in the pouch. You don't get to see it. No, it doesn't count. No, no, and then disqualified. Like, It'll pop its head out, and it's like adorable as hell. No, because it just looks like a fat mother kangaroo. No, because you see the head, and you're like, "Oh, that's the well, baby." Actually, mostly what you see is legs and things sticking out. They're awful at orienting themselves, so you can see any given limb sticking out at any point mm. from the pouch. But it's it's still cute, though, which they? makes it look a bit like a mutant. The fact that, well, I just noticed, like, hoodies have a kangaroo pouch. Aha! I hadn't thought of it like that. You think humans are marsupials now? Well, we've... we've I like it. We, we've kind of basically modelled our clothing based on the biology of a kangaroo. And I think, you know, it's keeping my hands warm right now. Uh, you know, I think it's it's a good thing. Yeah, so for our listeners, Safi's ably modelling <laughs> said hoodie. <laughs> and I, I think that sh- just shows you're biased towards kangaroos <laughs> from the start, given that you are one. <laughs> you, know, you are already half kangaroo there. You just need to eat a bit more curry get some bad breath. You, you'll be there. Well, 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 do you have any final closing statements to make in favour of kangaroos? Well, I think we've covered everything. Um, Just maybe just an eco argument, which is that, you know, they form an integral part of our natural ecosystem. Uh, by playing an important role in promoting the regeneration of native plants. So that's one other positive. Um, So, yeah, man, I think, you know, they bring a lot to the table. And and I think on balance, it would do us and the Ark and Earth 2.0 a lot of good if we had kangaroos there with us. Yeah. yeah, well, we've already established they're great at eating the natural plant of opium, so uh, that's got to count for something. It, oh, it, it, it'll, pre- well. it'll, it'll prevent the opioid crisis of Earth 2.0. They're martyring themselves to save mm. us. Mm. Well, I, I have two things to say to you. Did you know kangaroos are almost always left-handed? I never trust a left-handed person. Mm-hmm. Same with a person with a moustache. <laughs> <laughs> Kangaroos jump up to 13 metres, which is unlucky. So we're definitely not bringing them on board the Ark. <laughs> I think that's settled. I think all the <laughs> left-handed people, all the people with moustaches, you've just lost all their votes. So... Damn it. Yep. Damn it. There you go. Well... I think you know what we're going to have to do. <laughs> we're going to have to leave it to the vote of all the right-handed people in our audience. So if you are right-handed and can prove it, I 
I don't know how you do that. <laughs> hold, hold up your hands, take a selfie there. <laughs> does, does that work? Let, no. Left right? I've never been left-handed, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you prove your handedness? There we are. Prove your handedness with a photo alongside your vote, and I will consider accepting it. Head to at New Archives to register your opinion and your handedness and your lack of a moustache <laughs> and your religion, because we're not trusting Christians anymore. <laughs> Any other groups we're excluding? <laughs> I've forgotten, there are so many that we've dissed. <laughs> ah, changes every episode, but if you're non-Christian, non-left-handed, non-moustachioed, head to our at New Archives to vote. We will see you next week when we will be discussing what do you reckon? Your call this week. My call? Ah, what a luxury. When we will be discussing giraffes. Okay. I like giraffes. Yep. I shouldn't say that, I hate giraffes. <laughs> when we'll be discussing giraffes, which I hate. See you then.